Man, it's all legal disclaimering me. Oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Hey, man. So I'm feeling a little under the weather, but I still want to do an episode. So I'm going to start it off by starting us all off with a great laugh. Adam, please join in on this laugh. Hey, Adam. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not, that was not, not yet. just laughing. <laughs> not yet. You got you got to wait for the laugh, the laughing cue. Hey, Adam, okay. how does an alchemist get his wife off? Mm, I don't know. Tell me. Elixir. Oh, like an elixir? <laughs> elixir. elixir. Okay, I, sorry, sorry. Got elixir, it. I barely know her. Uh, elixir. It's, it, okay. I'm so I sorry. It. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you have been sick like all week? Is this what I've... What, what's, what, I don't get it. You don't, I you mean, don't get sick for full weeks? Uh, that's what I thought too, but you know, it's just, it's just a sore throat so far, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping to feel better soon. If we're lucky, man, hopefully like again, the 5g coming through the, the airways here. Yeah. I mean, tell me about it. I was, you were frightened when I had COVID and now I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I know. I sanitized this microphone. I sanitized my headphones, everything. Okay. I to forgot to sanitize it. my earphones ahead of time, but maybe I'll do it afterwards. We'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Adam, thank you for joining us on this, uh, this glorious of most, most, most glorious of holidays. The first time that we're doing this for tw- for the year 2023 it's the greatest song in the world second time second time we did, did we the last do one? this already oh yeah the last February. one wow <laughs> it was literally two episodes ago but anyway at least i'm paying attention <laughs> adam thank you for joining me on this second time we were doing this for 2023 Man, boy do we have like a meaty only... one today too it's it's meaty and i hope that you guys can stick with us because there's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of, I don't know what, what, what I, I don't know about Tom's pick. There's not a lot of feelings going on in that one, but uh, happy feelings. <laughs> not like feelings, feelings, not like real feelings. I mean, happiness, that's not really a feeling. It's more of just a like, hey. Yeah, that's uh, happiness is right. a fake feeling that was made up by the, <clears throat> by the uh, gift card companies. Hallmark. Hallmark, Hallmark yes. companies, yeah. Just, just like Mother's Day and Father's Day and Correct. Easter and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the wedding industry. Of course, the wedding industry. You know that one well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we got, we got a meaty one. Uh, yellow flag on Adam, because, uh, you know, he's, what? he technically chose two songs here for, oh, uh, I'm for sorry. this month's episode. I mean, but that's okay. I mean, it's, it's an intro going into a song. And it's like, you don't have to really listen to the last minute and a half of my song because it's 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 just repeating itself sure we can fade that out and uh... we can fade that out for sure definitely um but you know you need you need that first two minutes and 40 something seconds yeah and then you need the next six and a half minutes and then you will be all set in your life absolutely so adam adam found a loophole for this month's episode so that's perfectly fine i think it is i think it is because those of us who are creeper fans will appreciate it right <laughs> yes only creeper fans will okay. understand this month's episode of the greatest song in the world thank you guys for joining us on this uh reoccurring segment of the show something we want to continue doing and something we'd love to get your input on you know we've got a couple of um we've got a couple of our friends over on discord who who actively submit all the time and you know we'd love to get more people to submit as well so every, we try to do this every month uh and over in discord we make the announcement and we we even made the announcement on air on the episode too whenever we do this but uh if you're interested in submitting your pick of what you feel like 
is one of the greatest songs in the world. You could do so over on Discord. It's the best way to do it. Or you can even email us at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. Uh, and, and if you want to go like super like non-committal for this show, mm. you can even go over to Instagram and and message uh, some schmuck named Mike Wears Prada. And I'll That's take right. your I'll take your submissions over there. And if you see yes. Adam out on the street walking his dog, you can hand yes. him a piece of paper and like uh, <laughs> and do that too. Just send me a good old text message. Are the kids uh-huh. still texting these days? I'm not really sure. Uh, you can send us a TikTok over on some random person's TikTok. I'm sorry, we're not on TikTok. <laughs> your your daughter has a TikTok. We can they can go through her, right? Uh, let's not message my daughter on TikTok. How oh, that? sorry, she's still she's still a child. I forget that sometimes. It's very hard to forget. <laughs> she's almost taller than the, than the than the two of us, so it's easy for us to forget that she's still a I minor. Know. Apparently she was that tall three years ago because we were talking about her height in 2020 when I re-listened to those episodes. Like, holy yeah, crap, she's true. been that tall for this long? Oh, I know. <laughs> Easy to forget, right? But uh, Very yeah, much. man, uh, we got we got a couple of submissions. Uh, we had another one. We had another listener, longtime friend of the show, who wanted to submit something, but he wanted to go hard. He wanted to go like, hey, I want to submit the my number, the number one song one. Along of all time. Yeah, and I wonder... Because with this submitter's uh, history with us, is it a song that we know or not? I can't believe that it wouldn't be, but I have a feeling it'll probably come off of his number one album of all time, most likely. Yeah, I wonder if that's, yeah, because I know I have my favorite album of all time too. Would I say that my favorite song of all time is on there? I, I don't know. That's hard to say. Adam, do you it's have not for that me. answer? No? It's not for me because it's either my number nine album or my number two album. Mm. I mean, I, I can't narrow it down any further than that. It's just not going to happen. That's There's true. no point. There's zero <laughs> point in trying to figure out which is the which is the number one song. And will Mike okay. and Let's Adam just... ever do a list of our favorite songs of all time? No. It's too, it's too time-consuming. Like, if you can't do an updated top 100, don't even worry about songs. Like... <laughs> That's like a 700 song kind of thing. Like, what Adam just... meant to say is stay subscribed. And you oh, might, yes. You might find it out. <laughs> and, for, and don't forget, listen to us on Spotify only, please. No, you can listen to us wherever you're listening to us. That's fine. No, no, they can't. It's only on Spotify. We're, we're, we're removing ourselves from all other platforms just for that reason. Adam, Adam, Adam doesn't mean that. Adam and I are just a little salty because our... Um, our uh, but I don't know how much we should say, but uh, our, our 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 platform do, get dropped. We get dropped. <laughs> <laughs> our platform is removing our ad sponsors, our our ad reads, like sometime soon if we don't up our um, listenership on Spotify. So hey, so go to Spotify. Go to Spotify, or if you have friends who uh, who who have Spotify, ask them to subscribe on the Skinny with Mike and Adam, or. If you use Spotify, but you use something else for podcasting, just subscribe to us on pod- on Spotify and continue listening right. to us on, on wherever you get this episode. And I canceled all my other subscriptions to everything. Like I don't get any more emails from anybody but Spotify from now on. Exactly. Because I love them. The greatest corporation. I mean, music listening, streaming service. <laughs> I mean, bastion of the hellscape of America. Uh you know, they're, just, they're the only place to get the real, the real dealio. If you know and what it's, I mean. And it's comments like that, Adam, that are, are reasons why we get dropped from our ad revenue. <laughs> the really dealio, Spotify. The really dealio. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know how much should how much should we share on this show? 
I think you shared everything. There wasn't any more to it than that. Well, there's like there's something very specific about that uh, about that email oh, that we got. I know, I know. And if you break down the numbers, which is like it, it really exciting podcasting. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the stuff that tell. me and Mike talk about when we're like driving in the car together, and we just like mm-hmm. get off on it. But nobody else is going to want to listen to that. So that's okay. well. I mean, we get off in the car because we're jacking each other <laughs> off in the car, but we're yes. also. It just so happens we're talking numbers. about our, our 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 side hustle. Yeah, right. My number one favorite thing in the world: numbers, <laughs> jacking each other off in the. Co- I mean, numbers. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, we we need more subscribers if we if we if we're going to get more like uh, ad revenue from uh, from our podcasting service. And we don't and we don't need that much ad revenue. I mean, we 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 drive this podcast pretty well. Yeah. With our limited ad review that we were or ad revenue that we were getting, so we just wanted to like maintain that. <laughs> yeah, we could. That'd uh, be have nice. it significantly drop by like I don't know forty percent because of this. No, the the oh the oh the ad revenue. Oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's it was like forty percent. Yeah. So um yeah. So it's it's not the listener's fault at all. Like what no. it, what it was is that like our podcasting service decided and sent me an email like a month and a half ago, and they were like, hey. Uh, so we're, we're, we just like, you, so you know, that part in the ad read where it says like no minimum listenership. Uh, so we're going to add a minimum listenership going forward. <laughs> and, uh, it, it looks inflation, like inflation, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, those stupid, like boomer conservative stickers that you see at the gas stations, like, oh, I did that. It's, it's Biden pointing right. to the gas price. Yeah. yeah that Biden did this. Biden did this to us. <laughs> right. The, <laughs> the email gonna... said, love Joe Biden, vote for me in 2024 <laughs> and beyond. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, so thanks to Joe Biden, <laughs> we have a minimum <laughs> listenership, which unfortunately on the minimum listenership for Spotify, we do not qualify for. And since Spotify bought anchor.fm, uh, we are, uh, we are no longer privy to those ad reads. So those hilarious ad reads that are written and recorded by yours truly, uh, but uh, are by written by Adam, but recorded by uh, the two of us. So I don't know if you Other hear famous people. Yeah. If you going forward, like maybe in the next month or so, if you hear the ad reads from now on, Hey, that means Mike and Adam are doing pretty well for our, for, for ourselves. Exactly. And congratulations to us. But uh, if you don't, don't then... remember, they don't, they don't count the number of downloads you get on all the platforms. It's mm-hmm. just Spotify, you know, which so... we're easily in the thousands, but um, which is if, like, if it's still count... frightening. Stop saying that because I'm going to get really, really thousands. quiet, quiet. I, I can't thousands, even talk about Adam. Thousands of people it. are listening to you no, they're right not. now. No, they're not. It's you, me, and the three people on discord that actively listen to us. <laughs> Sometimes up to six, but most of the yeah. time it's just three. <laughs> we do all this work for just for five people. You're right. Two of them, and two of those five people are us. <laughs> yes, they're the. Only, they're the only people I know to play to. You know, That's I, true. I, I can't play to anybody else if if they're out there listening. I yeah. don't know how to how to how to how to how to please those people, and I'm going to have a panic attack right now. Just think about it. <laughs> just Adam. No panic attacks. Not today, oh, because today Not we're going to be highlighting some amazing songs. Uh, mm. some, some of them are brought to you in part by some of our amazing listeners and our friends over on Discord. Folks, talk to us over on Discord. I I, I think we're cool people. We talk to cool people, too. And they continue to drive the drive our conversation in between episodes. And we share like news topics. We share album announcements. We just randomly be like, hey, I redid a list for my top 10 my top 20 albums of 2016 here they are 
where can you get those conversations over in the link below and you know what discord baby and if you liked american beauty american psycho by fallout boy well welcome to a club a very very exclusive club of me and daniel who give that album a thumbs up (laughs) but if you (laughs) if you want to join our discord and be a part of that club that would be fine too Hey, some of us are spending upwards of in between three hundred to four hundred dollars to see Fallout Boy live this October. Oh my god! So, not me, they, baby, not you, they're baby. Gonna, they're going to be at Wrigley Field again without me. And that's fine. Right? Yeah, your boy is going to uh, when we were young festival this October with a uh, with an old friend of ours, Joe. So, uh, who, who played Fall guitar? Out Boy, Fallout Boy is going to be there. Uh, they're one of the the. Uh, the uh headliner headliners yes along oh. with uh get, along with green day green day green day and the deer hunter is the deer hunter there i don't know there's a oh, lot of okay. names that i didn't well, know on that uh on that poster <laughs> i'm just saying like they should they could be headlining potentially as well yeah yeah well more on the deer <laughs> hunter uh on later this this week's the, episode we got a media episode. deer hunter the deer hunter oh the deer hunter oh my no, the my deer <laughs> my dearest hunter <laughs> exactly <laughs> excuse me excuse, oh, excuse me. me sick yeah so your boy so, is a little mike, sick too so i might be uh muting it every, every now and then but um um mike don't forget to play jack black and kyle gast this um this week you forgot to insert it into the last episode it made us look like sham amateurs did i really do that yeah you everything else was perfect but we're like, let's take it away, JB and KG. And then you said you said like a couple of numbers, and then we jumped right back in and started talking about that song. And it it, it just it, it, it it's okay. I don't blame you. I blame America. I blame how, Joe how Biden. Embarrassing. Yeah, Joe Biden. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> how embarrassing. Well, you know what, Adam? We're not gonna we're not gonna fuck this up this time. I am time stamping this, damn it, and we're and we're gonna get this right. So take it away, JB and JG. Wait, hey KG. See, I fucked that part up, but I don't. I'm not gonna fuck this part up. Take it away, boys. Peculiar thing is this, my friends. The song we sang on that fateful night. It didn't actually sound anything like this song. This is just a tribute. You gotta. someday that will be discussed that song and there's other songs on that album that could be discussed wonder boy is a great song wonder boy is great the the never stop singing remember no i'm just a singing like this and i'm always fucking singing and i'm fucking singing and i'm always fucking you know i've never actually heard that full album just the big singles i'm sorry to hear that it's it, it, it it's a journey it's a journey how embarrassing for me <laughs> <laughs> you got sleepwalkers with brian fallon then you got tenacious d <laughs> i forgot the name of the album yeah, i think it's self-titled oh, okay. i think it's self-titled from like 2006 i forgot even what year it came out it's been so long all right that's okay because we're not here to talk about that today we are mm-hmm. here to talk about some amazing sad boy songs and some happy boy songs and some more sad boy songs but also why are you fucking up that guitar that's not that's no way to treat a musical instrument like don't do that (laughs) 
That's not nice. So expensive. <laughs> so expensive. <laughs> so uh, like we mentioned, uh, before we get into Adam and Mike's picks for uh, the month of March 2023, we got a couple other picks for some of our listeners as well. First of which, this is coming from our listener, Thomas. Uh, and I will share with you what he wrote about this song in just a little bit. But Adam, let's go ahead and take it away now to the song Redeeming a Monster by the band Broadway.
All right, cool, man. That, that is a man. Jovial so, ass song. <laughs> I was so hoping that was like a brand new song when I heard it. I was like, finally, a band is sounding good. Like, like they, they, like this sounds like a Skylar Drive in their prime almost. Yeah, a little and then, bit. Uh, and then I looked it up, like, oh, two thousand nine. That's probably why. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody sounded like that in two thousand nine. Exactly. Amazing. I never heard of this band. Like, I, I might have heard them in passing, but never listened to them obviously and they're not even a band anymore unfortunately but this is like the opening track on their debut album yeah absolutely yeah this is yet another band that i've uh, seen the name of but never got around to listening to them um so thank you again to thomas for sharing this with us this is what thomas has to say about redeeming a monster from the album kingdoms uh so this is some pretty standard fare post-hardcore nowadays but this band blew me away when i found them back in 2009 i mean what other album has features from both craig owens and johnny craig on it none that i know of man oh god every other hardcore band out there had at least one of them not at the same time i don't think right oh do i have an album for you if you want some craig owens and johnny craig Uh, a little band called uh Isles and Glaciers, which is a band that Adam oh, doesn't really like, but I love. That's not a band. Yes, it, it is. Was an idea that existed for 33 minutes or whatever it was. I guess that's true. Yeah, they played live for like 30 <laughs> minutes at like South by Southwest or whatever. But we uh, remember anyway. it well. There was a few good tracks on there. I know you guys love it. It's a generation-defining EP. Well, I wonder if Tom Thomas is aware of that band. So Adam, check out the band. Uh, I'm, yeah, Thomas, check out the band uh, Isles and Glaciers. They just have like one tiny little EP. Uh, and uh, yeah, read up about that band. It's got like uh, Vic Fuentes on it. It's got like the guy. It's got another guy. Oh, it's got Nick Martin from Underminded in there. Yeah, it's, it's like a it was like a super group that Craig came up with back in the day. Uh, so continuing on, this song is just super fun with an upbeat vibe. And I love the bridge and outro. Holy mm. fuck, that fucking guitar solo in the bridge is amazing. Uh, mm. You can't help but get it stuck in your head. What are the lyrics? Who knows and who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way a great song needs to be sometimes. Exactly. It's like, just just make me feel happy, which we, we've said is not a real emotion. So That's we'll, true. We'll, moving on. <laughs> Stupid Joe Biden. I did that. I did it happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the opening track from the band's 2009 album kingdoms which is a great album if you ever have time to check it out the nice thing about this band is that none of their other albums are worth listening to so it's a one oh. album dive <laughs> okay okay i wonder i mean there's only three total from what i saw and they kind of hung it up in 2016 i think i read mm. with very little uh, explanation um like even wikipedia just says like with no announcement they just broke up <laughs> And on their Twitter, it was like two of the guys have side projects that have done like EPs, I think, at this point. Yeah. Interesting, non-legacy oriented band. But this is a good song. I probably listened to this album at some point. Yeah. Again, which which is good, which is good to know that it's just one album that's worth listening to. And this band will probably never, you know, be around again. Or even if they do, they probably won't make a big splash. So, hey, that's good. Just have a nice whatever album on the side unless we have the hotelier effect with our podcast again it could happen baby we did that more on the hotelier a little bit later we need stickers with with our finger pointing at something (laughs) we did that (laughs) (laughs) all right adam let's go ahead and move on now to uh, another pick from one of our friends over on discord you know him you love him it's a boy daniel 
And uh, Daniel picked mm. a picked a heavy song for this one. It's like the heaviest song I've ever heard. This is from the fucking band. Metal. Fucking metal. Fuck. I mean, so I mean, I mean heavy. The, the the urn that was carrying the ashes was was probably fucking metal while they carried it to the place that they were gonna scatter the ashes. Oh. I just think we're gonna we're just gonna talk about this song now. It's yeah. not even on an album. It was just a single that was released in between the albums, mm. which I had never heard before. I was like, oh, I like this song. I like this song a lot. Just That's interesting. Yeah, it listen is. Listen to it. <laughs> this is the song Orchard Park from the band slash man slash Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties. Uh, please enjoy. And uh, go ahead and grab some tissues because we're going to have a nice cry. Mm-hmm. On and on the highway Mom asleep against the window The light is breaking through I hum a song to keep me company I swear to God that I heard you Hum the same tune If you wanted to Park. 
timing kid is supposed to be something special i heard this sammy kid is supposed to be something special i heard this sammy kid is supposed to be something special i hope he is all right so <laughs> Adam, what are you crying about? You've never experienced death in your life at all. Oh, that's true. I keep on forgetting that death doesn't exist when I'm around Mike. <laughs> exactly. So <there> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is what uh, so, Daniel has to say about yes. uh, Orchard Park. The standalone single is one of the best songs Dan Campbell has ever written. In the song, Aaron West is driving with his mom to spread his father's ashes to the titular sports stadium. The song is quaint it. and hits really hard throughout. The chorus chokes me up every time due to it both being just an emotional subject matter, but also for the fact that it makes me think about my own father and the fact that despite my at times strained relationship, I will still have lost a very important person in my life and I will always remember the good times more than the bad. So yeah, I mean, the the picturesque feel about uh, all about, about this song, you know, the static playing uh, on the radio, looking for the news, looking for the sports talk radio. And um, yeah, man, it, it's just you, you feel like you're taking that ride with Aaron West and his mother at the same time. Right. It's just a very deeply emotional, very highly resonant song. Great pick. Great pick overall. It's pretty impressive, especially because, like I said, I, I I had not heard it because I've only heard the albums and then the EP. And I was like, I thought I heard everything from Aaron West. Apparently not. And mm. it just kind of fit all of the boxes. So that's cool. If you guys like that kind of music, maybe you should listen to more if you appreciate when feelings are part of your life. If If you appreciate that. Yeah. Could and if you're, important. and unlike Adam, if you've ever, you know, lost somebody important to them, uh, which Adam is, which has never happened to Adam, which is why he no, doesn't understand no. this subject matter. You, you, you keep ashes in the file cabinet where they belong. <laughs> Damn it. You're muted, Mike. You're not even, I can't even hear you laughing. <laughs> I'm not muted. I think it's just zoom muting. Me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good God. Anyway. You don't, you, you don't do this. Anyway, the file cabinet's metal. It's pretty metal as fuck. That's pretty fucking me. metal, bro. That's <laughs> heavy metal. <laughs> Thank you so anyway, much uh, to Daniel yeah, for bringing us that song. And yeah, uh, like Adam said, like Aaron West is a very uh, picturesque, emotional side project from Dan Campbell of the Wonder Years. So if you don't know about that music, go check it out. There's a, there's a, there's a few great albums for you to... Uh, to, to to soak up and enjoy beautiful beautiful stuff um cool moving on yeah let's, see, let's move on do, do you want to go next with uh with your pick yes I, I figured I, I should go first for this one because like you know like we've been teasing in the beginning of the episode oh boy did adam pick a chunky pick you got a you got a chunky boy. He's technically cheating. He's gonna throw in two songs here, and they will, and both the songs put together uh, will uh, exceed that of ten minutes. So yes, I figure it Adam, really does. You can't yeah. play one without the other. It just exactly it, it, right. Okay, they they complement each other very well. So uh, so I'll go first. This one. This is one that I've been hold, I've been keeping in my pocket um, for quite a while, and I feel like it's kind of cheating using this band. 
but uh but hey hey fuck it because like adam's got like a big bombastic stadium rock uh song coming up here hey maybe anthem. i should get one anthem yes thank you <laughs> a, a stadium rock anthem coming up here hey, maybe i should do one too right so uh this is my chemical romance and this is a song off of the the hit album welcome to the black parade oh no it's just called the black parade uh adam have you heard that album at all do you like it yes and i love it thank you okay cool i didn't think that you have heard of my chemical romance or their or their little known album the black parade uh but yes. this is actually like one of my more favorite songs off of this one you know i, I love welcome to the black parade i love dead i love um you know the final track famous last words like there's that that song is just that album's just littered with amazing song after amazing song after amazing song and teenagers is there too and an amazing song <laughs> right if only we could delete things from our spotify playlist that's spotify for all of your podcast listening needs you only for podcast teenagers you can only even block for teenagers podcasts. or just skip over it if you need to that's true that's true but anyway <laughs> this is uh you know it, it, when you compare the song i don't love you to the other songs uh, on that album it seems like it's a little bit more of a subdued song it's not as big or bombastic as all the others it's it's not as anthemic as the rest of them but there's an emotional resonance to this song that i absolutely love and i absolutely adore and it just hits really hard with me and you know when this album came out in 2006 you know it wasn't a song it was a song that i loved that i didn't like um you know personally feel attached to but now mm. you know so many years later uh there, there's 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 lyrics on here that like i can attach my own emotions and experiences to so without further ado then adam let's go ahead and play the song so the listeners can enjoy it for themselves and then we'll just talk over it like a bunch of chumps how about that yay i love it here it is my chemical romance with i don't love you So sick and tired of 
All right, so here we go again. Let's listen to that song again, Adam. Yeah, here it is. My Chemical Romance, I Don't Love You. It's like, I know you say it, it doesn't seem bombastic, but that I mean, when you sure does. Oh, yeah. I mean, but when you compare it to like, Welcome to the Black Parade, well, when you compare it to um, Dead, when you compare it to Famous Last Words, like, doesn't this seem a little subdued, you know? It, it kind of does, but it's like it's the middle of the album ballad that the album needed. Oh, yeah. And this comes I remember, right after, like, Welcome to the Black Parade, too. So it's like, right. It's the perfect placement for that on this album. Exactly. And uh, I always rem- I remember, like, not caring for it much when I first listened to this album, but it developed its place over the course of the decade I spent with it. What was it that didn't uh, resonate with you immediately? Did, do you feel just like it didn't it, fit? It, it wasn't big and bombastic like well, Welcome to the Black Parade was. Mm. And you go into such incredible mama and things like that afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it just felt like the, the, the slowed down moment of the album. But it definitely served its place over time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm happy to hear that you finally came around to it, too, because like oh this chorus dude mm-hmm. like you can almost like hear the tears welling up in gerard way's voice and like that the idea that like standing there and listening to your partner finally admit that they don't love you anymore it's such a fucking like heart-wrenching feeling and it's like again i'm not, I'm not I never talk about myself on the show like adam never no. gives me the permission to talk about myself but god damn it i'm gonna do it today right Okay. I, this is something that like I've had experience with in recent memory. You know, it's 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 it, and it's it's such a defeating and humiliating feeling, right? Like getting finally getting that admission from your partner that is they just don't love you anymore. And like after everything you've been to, been through, everything that you feel for that person too, only for them to hit you with that is such like a sinking dark depressing feeling and this song like really brings those memories back to the forefront i love this like little part right here right right before the chorus where he's like doing that vocalizing because it kind of wow 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 yeah yeah exactly because it's because it's like it it feels like uh an abstraction of a cry you know it's like he's trying to vocalize like a cry like trying to hold it back a little bit and it fucking hurts dude oh my god Mm. i love hate this song so much (laughs) (laughs) that is very true yeah and i don't know why i didn't care for it back in the day but i mean again this is this this is like going into queen mode even with the guitar right here oh yeah on solo and of course everybody in the band too is just 
doing an amazing job. You know, Ray Toro right there with that guitar solo, just killing it. This subdued little quiet part right here, you know, as if like challenging your partner again. I dare you to say it again. Like you didn't actually mean it. I dare you to say it again. And then this final, this final little outro right here where they're the, the, the final like accepting of it, you know, and then you repeating that again. It's just that, oh, almost like because you want to hurt them back right here at this outro. Oh my god, it's it's like this, it's it's, it's a wonderful, like, it's, it's almost like a snapshot of like somebody's like at, at the end of a relationship almost. And it's just like, you know, the worst part of it. And I don't know, man, it's, it's just a song that like resonates a lot with me. And like, I've learned to use this song as like almost like a, a form of therapy almost to try to like move mm. past all of those lingering feelings that still kind of you know stick around after long after you know your heart's broken or or you know you you, you think about you think about your past once again and it comes back to hurt you you know you then i can listen to songs like this and then use it as almost like a, a like a like an empathy wheel almost to be like okay well you know i'm not alone these things happen to other people. It happened to Gerard Way. I don't know. Is, is this a true story? Who knows? Or it's just a is this a story about his patient character in, in the Black Parade? Hmm. You know, reflecting on an old relationship upon his death. You know, so it's it's just there's so many layers to peel back on this song. I don't love you, and I think that's the reason why I like it so much. It, it's it's almost as if it's stepping away slightly from the from the fictional narrative of the, what the Black Parade's trying to do, and then maybe peeking into the narrator's like real life almost like the you know we're, we're using real life to kind of like tell the fiction of the story so it, it feels like it's a it's kind of like a fiction non-fiction a little bit and it's just a you know and and, and it, it always hits harder when you know what that feeling is like you know so yeah exactly it's a good song exactly. I love it. I love it. I know we spent an entire episode on that album mm -hmm. so uh yeah might as well do it again. Highlight it now. Again, favorite song from that album for you? It's, it's ah man, it's hard to say, but like every time I think of the Black Parade, I always look forward to that song. It's not that I don't like the mm. other songs. It's just like, oh, I can't wait to hear I Don't Love You Again because it's a complicated song mm. for me. Like, you know, right. I love Sharpest Lives. I love Mama. I love Disenchanted, dude. I love House of Wolves. I love the hidden House track. of Wolves right uh, after. But yeah, exactly. House of Wolves is right after it. I know, like, I don't love you is like in this amazing, like, Black Parade sandwich of like amazing fucking, like, anthemic song that's going to last longer than any of us are ever going to be alive. And then there's how, <laughs> and then there's I don't love you, maybe a forgotten gem. And then there's fucking House of Wolves that's just going to, like, beat your fucking ass, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude. So, like, uh, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. It, would I say this is my favorite song off of this album? I, 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 instinctively i want to say yes but i'd have to like really look at each of the 14 songs on this album you know throw teenagers out so you can make it 13 <laughs> but uh exactly and then just send, kind of really like dissect that my, for myself but instinctively i want to say i don't love you is my favorite song off of this album very cool very cool all about, right october you, 20th Adam? 2006 not the best of days but that's okay no nah. <laughs> it was nah. for some <laughs> but we've already discussed that because we're not here to talk about me we're only here to talk about mike but no we're here to talk about you now adam we've oh got me now some, okay 
fucking amazing ass 90s fucking gold dude and this is like the only track on the album or one of the few tracks on the album that doesn't kind of have like a story behind it let alone its own wikipedia page so Mm -hmm. um i can't really go much (laughs) deeper with this but i think i think it all kind of speaks for itself you know the 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 song itself kind of there's not a lot of digging but um let's just jump right into it meatloaf 1993 bat out of hell two back into hell um so i was i was a a young a young kid when i discovered this album obviously uh, i would do anything for love was roaring up the charts in 1993 and i was like i like that song somewhere along the way i got this album i don't know if it was bought for me by a parent or if i scrounged up my 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 savings to finally purchase it but i didn't know anything else about this artist or this album except for that song and um it became like a huge part of like my my ninth grade year so it was a lot of sitting and watching or playing video games and turning this album on and then like i think i told mike when we talked about it before like the amount of time that it took to beat street fighter 2 mm-hmm. uh, super, super nes edition is about how long the album is so i would <laughs> always be just finishing it up right when i finally beat m bison and i was just like god i need a fucking life but anyway <laughs> Because it was just like a, it was just a day in day out routine of that where not a lot changed. So, and then I, I put on my bad religion albums or something like that afterwards or, or, or the offspring, but, uh, this was always the the longest album out of all of them, Mm -hmm. but sprinkled in here right after one of the most saddest songs of all time, where it's, and again, Jim Steinman, you guys, we, those of you who know him, um, the, the grandiose everything that his music is um i just kind of thought at the time oh this is what music is like music is just grandiose with pianos and guitars and giant drums and and loud bombastic singing um little did i know that that wasn't always the case for all the other albums that were out there so um i just assumed um this was like a normal song um so you you jump into that saddest song in the entire world where he's talking about three like significant deaths and 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 it's just like all grief all the time and then you go right into this wasted youth spoken word thing which at 13 you you don't know what the hell's going on you don't know any anything about this um but we'll listen to it in a minute and it's fun and creeper took a lot of inspiration from wasted youth um there's a lot of good spoken word stuff on bat out of hell one from the 70s if you guys go back that far um and then it ends epically beautifully in a very angsty teenager kind of way (laughs) and then it jumps right into this fucking guitar riff that if you have that shit turned up and you're by yourself in your house and you're playing street fighter too like that that riff just resonates into your soul um and that's why i kind of had to play these two songs together they belong together um, you know yes and then you know the the lyrics are not how do i put it they're not hard hitting deep they're not deep or hard hitting it's really like an epic song around some kind of again juvenile angsty teenager kind of kind of lyrics and for me at 13 and 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 transitioning out of you know my 
my mom's relationship with my first stepmom into my mom's relationship with my second stepmom, I was just like, man, this meatloaf guy gets me. This mm-hmm. is exactly who I want to be at 13. God <laughs> damn it, mommy. <laughs> so, um, so a little bit of that was in there. I was just like, like the, the line about, um, you know, I don't give a damn about my lack of etiquette. I was just like, yeah. Cause my first stepmom was all about like etiquette and now I don't have to worry about that shit anymore. Yeah. Me and Meatloaf were like this, <laughs> but um, and yeah, then and then the bridge hits, and it's one of the most epic bridges of all time. And in the background, you got some cool chanting that's coming from the beginning of the spoken word. So it all intertwines together in this beautiful eight to ten minutes total. Because the last, like I said, the last minute and a half is just repeating the chorus on the outro. Yeah. Um, and then you get into the bagpipes at the end of the song that are playing the the the, the chorus, which is interesting if you want to go that far. But you the don't song have to. has everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really does. And I I again put this album away for decades until freaking Weegs brought up like, hey, didn't you know that Bad Out of Hell One kind of reminds me of Creeper a little bit. There's some similarities and it just like it blew my mind. I was just like, holy crap, that's right. <laughs> Wasted Youth was such a cool like intro to to emo hood. It's like, you know, you, you you see the 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 emo side of Jim Steinman. And and this spoken word thing carried with him. He was creating musicals in college in the 60s. I found some like buried stuff on YouTube and like this spoken word thing was part of that. So like it was created early early on and he carried it over all the way into the early 90s here incredible like and also it's 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 also the same vocal track from his solo album from 1981 called love and death and the american guitar but the version on bad out of hell 2 just has different background stuff with like all the sound effects and everything there's not really any sound effects on the uh 1981 version and also the track on the 1981 version that it goes into is not nearly as epic as everything louder than everything else so what do you say mike do we just jump into it yeah well so we got uh so so <laughs> folks listening out there go ahead and grab a snack while you're doing this because you've got like 10 <laughs> minutes of both wasted youth and everything everywhere all at once i mean i'm the joke everything Sorry. louder than everything else everything everywhere all at once yes <laughs> it's a new movie Great. Oh yes. And anyway, the, the, everything louder and everything else, and then we will reconvene, and uh, yeah, and then we will we'll get to enjoy that uh, uh, as as a, as a group. So everybody, please enjoy these two amazing tracks. every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. I was barely 17, and I once killed a boy with a Fender guitar. I don't remember if it was a Telecaster or a Stratocaster, but I do remember that it had a heart of chrome and a voice like a horny angel. I don't remember if it was a Telecaster or a Stratocaster, but I do remember that it wasn't at all easy. It required the perfect combination of the right power chords and the precise angle from which to strike. The guitar.
Tar bled for about a week afterward, and the blood was zoo, dark and rich, like wild berries. The blood of the guitar was chuck berry red. The guitar bled for about a week afterward, but it rung out beautifully, and I was able to play notes that I had never even heard before. So, I took my guitar and I smashed it against the wall. I smashed it against the floor. I smashed it against the body of a varsity cheerleader. Smashed it against the hood of a car. Smashed it against the 1981 Harley Davidson. The Harley howled in pain. The guitar howled in heat. And I ran up the stairs to my parents' bedroom. Mommy and Daddy were sleeping in the moonlight. Slowly, I opened the door, creeping in the shadows right up to the foot of their bed. I raised the guitar high above my head, and just as I was about to bring the guitar crashing down upon the center of the bed, my father woke up screaming, Stop! Wait a minute! Stop it, boy! What do you think you're doing? That's no way to treat an expensive musical instrument! And I said, God damn it, Daddy! You know I love you. But you got a hell of a lot to learn about rock and roll!
All right, man. I love Ooh. those songs so much. I want to listen to them again. How about we do that right now? <laughs> it's like you don't want to talk over over the spoken word part almost. Yeah, I know. Because it's but, like there, there's so much going on and like there's so much story being told. And just it's <laughs> because it's just, it's just like it's just hilarious too, right? Right. Well, and it's so... It's just emo, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is like the most emo motherfucking thing ever. It's talking about how when I was 17 and I killed a boy with a Fender guitar. I mean, it's just beautiful. And it's like, it's, it's, it's just spelled out so well. I don't remember if it was a Telecaster or a Stratocaster, but I do remember that it wasn't at all easy. <laughs> so again, same vocal the same vocals from 1981 he did not re-record them this is jim jim steinman this isn't meatloaf speaking here i know but the, the grandiose uh, the that he gives this story to is just it's, it's it, it adds so much like levity but also like it, it makes it like a grandiose story you know right the blood of the guitar was chuck very red <laughs> so dumb and again, at thirteen, you don't you don't get the passion, but you you re-listen to it in your forties, and you're like, oh, I, I I get it. And I smashed it against the wall. Smashed against the wall. Smashed against the hood of the car. Smashed it against the 1981 Harley Davidson. Smashed it against the hood of a car. Smashed it against the yeah. Take that, mom and dad. <laughs> Send me to a psychiatrist. And I ran up the stairs. Car howled in heat. Bedroom. He's going to kill his mother and father with the guitar. <laughs> Why? Because of the passion. <laughs> the angst, the teen angst. To the foot of their bed. I raised the guitar high And then of course. This is what every child screams to their parent. Crashing down upon the center of the bed. My father woke up screaming, Stop! Wait a minute! Stop it! What do you think you're doing? Classic dad response. <laughs> dad jokes. You don't get it at 13. You don't get it. God damn it, daddy! <laughs> you got a hell of a lot to learn about rock and roll. And then guitar. Dude, I would love to like memorize that like in its entirety just to like bust it out at any time, you know? I know. I mean, I can do it. I can do it. But yeah, you okay. have it all memorized? Pretty much. Nice. <laughs> and then it just jumps into that perfect guitar intro. And you, I mean, this is like some early 90s power ballad or, you know, stadium rock kind of stuff here. Oh, yeah. But like, it's, it, there's some, like, like, like the, the, the theatricality of it, like, kind of makes it timeless, which I think. Mm-hmm you know makes it you know of course because it's timeless makes it enjoyable here now you know almost 40 years on but uh uh but uh yeah dude it's just a fucking great song dude and you can just like you can hear the piano so well you can hear the guitar you can hear the background vocals even the bass is very prominent on this track it's produced so well yeah with how many elements 
are to the song like the you yeah you're right like hats off to the production because like it's not easy to put all these little parts together and you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm an amateur music producer myself and like that was always like the the, the nightmare of putting all this together and making sure everybody all the levels are correct making sure the correct instrumentation is at the forefront but not drowning out everything else and there's like what right. like 20 layers to this no, right now at least <laughs> at least i can only imagine something like this live <laughs> it's crazy gotta service your girl please of the night so yeah just imagine 13 year old kid playing street fighter 2 listening to this and it's just like seeping into your brain i'm not really like actively hearing it i'm just like something's right about this i bet in 30 years i'm gonna get it (laughs) (laughs) you know i i i've played a lot of street fighter 2 myself growing up and uh like i you describing that image of you playing this game to this song yes is so like i i feel like i'm doing that right now too because like beautiful oh yeah (laughs) i could just picture that and like i and you're right dude like there's something about that the the, this music mixed with those visuals that just kind of fit I don't know. Maybe it's just the aesthetic of that early '90s kind of like. Um, I think so. You know. Yeah, but like maybe that maybe maybe that's just it. But like, I don't know, dude. I th- I feel like you could put the song on with like almost anything and it would fit. And then you got like a first bridge here, which is pretty cool. Going back to the wasted youth chanting. Got love those gang vocals. A lesser song would have ended right here, but no, we've got more to go, baby. <laughs> We're not even halfway done yet. And I always visualize Meatloaf as the writer of this. I'm like, this song emphasizes him. And then when you apply it to Jim Steinman, who is not this grandiose personality, it's just like, where the fuck did this come from? It Within him. (laughs) This is why, like, songwriters exist. Because, like, sometimes this person has, like, a really good idea for a song. They just don't have the range or the capability right. of uh, expressing and I love this in way. this other bridge <clears throat> the chant baby so freaking good dude uh, it's like synth and everything dun, dun, dun. and it's just a it's, it's just it's just a, a stadium fucking chant right there. Yeah. I can just imagine the entire stadium chanting this in unison. So good. Fuck you, bison. <laughs> <laughs> and then verse five coming up right here. <laughs> Think about that. We're on verse five, folks. <laughs> Most cowardly bands only make it <laughs> up to two or three verses. In my view of history, then there's something you should know. The three men I admire most are Curly, Larry, Moe. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. It is, it is. This song has such a tongue-in-cheek nature to it. 
It's so good. Well, and I read that that's kind of a loose reference on American Pie from Don McLean, who mm. says, you know, the three men I admire most, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Oh, right. And yeah. so, <laughs> so he makes his own. And again, anytime you start thinking too seriously about life, like this song just like will help you to, to, to just get you back on track with not taking it too yeah. seriously. To snap you out right? of it. Stop taking yeah. life so seriously. <laughs> And the chorus, ain't it for the power? And I ain't in it for the But I'm in it till it's over and I just can't stop. <laughs> so I knew somewhere along the way this song would show up mm -hmm. in the greatest song of the world in the world. There's other in incredibly epic songs on this album but this is like the most fun of them all i guess yeah <clears throat> absolutely and you know we we the, the the title of this reoccurring segment is of course greatest song in the world but adam i think you might have the contender <laughs> for the actual greatest song in the world and i think it might it's be possible <laughs> it's very possible because i can't I can't pick anything else from this album that would reach that level. Everything on this album is equally as good, but you know, this just has that little hump, that little bump in the right direction. Yeah, when you combine this with the Wasted Youth sketch uh, it, it, right before it, like, I think this is like out of context, like the best song on, on the whole album. I, I feel like the other songs are great in their own way, but I think you, for, for the most part, you need like the entire album to kind of, you know, get it, I suppose. Right, because uh, they all kind of like fit together really well. But like, if you, 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 you right. pluck this and you pluck "Wasted Youth" out and just show that to a random person who hasn't um, ever heard it before, I think like by the end of the ten plus minutes that they would have been listening to this, they just would have been like, "Oh wow, this is this is fucking groovy, dude. This is fucking <laughs> this is right. funny. Like, it's got a great like vibe to it. It's got like gr amazing soaring vocals. It's got gang vocals. It's got guitar solos. It's got everything, dude." Well, and on this, to enjoy. on this 10 track album like five songs are are re-recorded versions of old steinman songs from from his 1981 solo album and then there's five you know brand new songs of which this one is one of them as well as i do anything for love so mm -hmm. um yeah i mean and that's the fun thing and then you go back and you listen to the jim steinman solo album to hear the original versions and it's just like okay well you know it's not meatloaf so you know it's not meatloaf singing it but they're still they're still just as good <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely but uh yeah dude i think there's something special about uh bad out of hell too as a whole and you know part of the reason part of that is like that song in particular right and it's just yeah dude you, you picked a you picked a great one so like you know next time we do this segment you've set the bar high so the bar is high i don't know what know. you're gonna pick for next time I don't know. It's like uh, probably I don't know. I feel like I have to stay on the on the Steinman level and, and pick another <laughs> Steinman song in one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> so that is that. On yeah, to man. April. On to April. Yeah, dude. Like so I I think all the songs that we played on today's episode are just great in their own ways. Thank you so much to for Daniel and Thomas for submitting. Uh, hey, and again, the 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 offer is open for anybody else. We we can make this an entire episode if uh, you know more people participated. But uh, you know, for now, we'll keep it for half of the episode. So uh, you know, stay stay tuned 
Uh, you'll probably hear it on the uh, on you'll you'll probably hear us talk about it later this month too when we're going to be doing the next segment. But we try to do this uh the beginning of each month. Uh, so yeah, stay subscribed and stay tuned and follow us over on Discord. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Uh, and uh, make sure that uh, you follow along because we want to get more people submitting what they feel like is the greatest song in the world. Uh, but Adam already Adam already picked the actual best song in the world. So I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll settle for second best. And are you are you still you said you're keeping a playlist of these tracks? I okay, am. cool. I'm glad to hear that because there's some good ones out there. And I mean, if if Tom's going to keep on giving us great songs and equally great artists that, that we need to stop this because we're just going to keep on going too far with this. Yeah. And until it's it's never ending. Well, you it's know, I mean, the albums of 2023 haven't really been uh <laughs> living up to expectations so we need some amazing albums out there oh god please please story of the year help us help us greatly <laughs> we need to be saved quickly <laughs> oh good god but uh yeah man let's uh let's, let's let's jump now into some of the albums that we've been listening to this past week uh not not stuff that you know was necessarily from like uh you know a new release or anything but uh you know why don't we start with you adam what have, what have you been listening to well, if we want to keep on the the low balling of 2023, I feel terrible about Lucero, mm. but this was not the album that I was hoping for from this band. I should have I, learned I, by now. What 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 album number is this? Oh God, I think it's number thirteen. Mm. No, <laughs> so I mean it is a it is a a dive of a discography that's for sure. And uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, number twelve. Okay, well, you know, they took an awesome turn between 2013 and 2021, but this one was not ah, I hate to say it, but it's like it, it it's if you gra- gathered all of the songs I didn't like from the previous albums and took that style. And put it into this album you'd have 60 percent of this album because i only liked about four tracks Oof. and it's really kind of like a, a pity for like I, I stretched on two of them there's like two songs on there that i do really really like and one will you know made it to my best songs of the year list oh really but, um, wow yes um bought a little time i think it was called okay by a little time i really like that song a lot and i like the title track um, but man, it's, it, it, it didn't measure up. This is not where I was hoping this band would go from their previous rele- releases. Yeah. And I know not you, a, you, not a I great, think... uh, first impression. Cause this was my introduction ah. to uh, Lucero, unfortunately. Uh, so I was hoping that like, oh, this would be a good album to like, at least catch me up to date about where this band is <clears throat> musically and sonically. Right. But uh, it just seemed like generic stuff I would hear on country radio. You know, it kind of was. So, do you want to go back in time and tell me what you thought about Among the Ghosts? <laughs> yes. So, on um, your recommendation, one of the albums you highly recommended was Among the Ghosts, the tenth studio album from uh, from from Lucero. I really liked this one, and it and it's not yes, and it's not um, what do you call it? It's not because I didn't so much like their most recent one. I think this is a standalone, just fantastic well-written well-produced well-sung yes. 
uh, yes. album as well because that previous album or the one I listened to last week a couple times that wasn't I, I didn't feel like this the singer was really putting much, in much effort it, does it seem like he was did it seem like he was phoning it in it seems a little lacking of something yeah so but so that's why yeah listen listen to the past um obviously back to the night track nine is like one of the most atmospheric darkest countryest things that you could ever fucking imagine and it's mm. so perfect um absolutely featuring michael shannon doing a spoken word fucking gritty like this is you know law and order or whatever you know, <laughs> kind of thing yeah general zod from the man of steel movies <laughs> oh there you go okay yeah so like I keep saying, I'm pretty sure that he does the opening track on Trauma Factory, but I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure because be. I can't, I can't find who that is. Um, but yeah, Among the Ghosts, is, it's a top 10 album for me for 2018, without a doubt. I'm pretty sure I gave it a nine out of 10. Yeah, it's, and, it's fantastic. It's just a, it's just a start to finish, just fantastic album. And um, yeah, this, this genre isn't something that I normally listen to or am attached to. But I, I right. feel like I feel like this might be the right. band that at least gets me acclimated to this dark country, this alt country yes. sort of a genre that you and uh, and our friends over at Discord seem to love so much. Because, like I said, all a man should do. The previous album from 2015 is really good. Um, even the EP Texas and Tennessee is really good. But um, yeah, like the the band has such a interesting arc. Because you you start out in the early years and it's all about like being stuck in Tennessee, needing to break out, very Bruce Springsteen esque, like girl, we need to we need to go find ourselves. And then like the middle albums is it's all that. It's mm -hmm. like now now we're like party time and mixed in with like our good old slow kind of groovy stuff. Um, and then like starting at all a man should do, it's like a you know I, i'm done with this i need to go back to my roots and so like that whole album is like a i need to come home and then among the ghosts is almost like a like death oriented album and then when you found me is also a really good album yeah so i think you would enjoy all three of those without yeah, so a doubt. makes me wonder you know just based on your explanation of those albums what happened with should have learned by now. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I don't follow this band on anything. I mean, I know they're they're older than me. These guys are like mid-40s, if not later 40s at this point. Mm -hmm. So it, it just feels like, like, hey, we wanted to write some easygoing music and put out an album quickly. I mean, they, they're on their own label, so it's not like they have anything to, to like, push them. So this was um, a conscious choice then. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like they just were in a good place and wrote some happier music and when this band does happy it just it, it's, it's just it, it doesn't sit with me yeah so um, that's unfortunate that, that, that's unfortunate yes but again i i would say check out those other two albums definitely and then you know nobody's darlings the one that you know influenced a lot of early gaslight stuff i mean it doesn't sound like early gaslight stuff but it still was something he was listening to at that time is also a really good album yeah so you know kind of if you, if you feel like checking a few of them out, go with that. Yeah, but I think absolutely. among among the ghosts is the darkest. Like that's the one where you really, really feel it. Um, 
so and, and that's why it's just it's so good on top of that too yeah so i'm glad I, I i at least got to listen to what the hubbub was with lucero at least you know it's one of, yes. it's one of your uh, you know your super best friends recommendations to checking out this band so uh so i'm glad i you know even though that my first finally got was a it little bit a little soured bit. Uh, yes. yeah I, I at least got to hear what you hear and, 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 and I really like among the ghosts. I think it's just a fantastic album. So uh, I yeah. think I'll listen to all a man should do next and then uh, okay. follow that up with uh, when you found me. And then I'll go back to okay. nobody's darlings after that. Okay. It's a weird jump around, but I'll, I'll just, that's okay. <laughs> I hope you do okay with it. Yeah. I guess that's all we can hope for. Yeah, absolutely. So that was all I had for this week. New stuff, right? Uh, for new stuff, yes. Yeah, and then yeah same here. I was so just... I've been jumping around like with a bunch of stuff and recommendations, and uh, you recommended an artist as well that I listened to, a uh, little local local SoCal artist, actually. So um, she had two releases this year. We think, we think unless it's two different artists. <laughs> unless. I, 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 they sound... <laughs> I'm not sure. The EP and the album sound similar enough to where I think it's the same thing, but at least on Spotify, so. it shows up as two different artists. So I don't okay. know. Maybe a on, on other On other, you know, really crappy music ser- streaming services, they uh-huh. just lump lump all of it together. So all 15 people who are named Emma Rose, it's like, <laughs> here's everything. You yeah. decide who's who. And... I eventually reached a point where I was like, okay, this is definitely not the same person <laughs> the, the further I dug. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but I think these two EPs are from the same person, but you know, I, I'll have to, to utilize my sources and find out more if I can. Yeah. So I, so starting off then with a letter to you, which I think is the first one that came out, right? January. Yes. Yeah. The other one's from February. Okay. So, you know, Keep striking all the irons hot. <laughs> as far as my own personal taste goes, I feel like Letter to You spoke to me more than Time oh. is Changing Me. I really wow, like okay. Letter to You. Time is Changing cool. Me. I really, I felt like I had this cool like jazz fusion. Yeah, kind of it's a whole different different sound, which you know also made me think it was a different person. Yeah, but it, yeah, but but I and I thought it was like a big step up in the songwriting as well. But you know. Letter to You was also had some good tracks on it. Yeah, it, it definitely <clears throat> did. And I did like that kind of like jazz club kind of feel to it. Because, you know, it's, it's something I don't normally listen to. Um, right. But it, it, it was it was pretty groovy. And like, I really liked the that kind of melding with like modern bedroom pop elements. Yeah. As well. the, the, the hip hop flavor, oh, I yeah. thought was added on very, very coolly it was yeah. only on a couple of tracks i think i feel um, like the hip-hop comes off a little bit more for the ep letter to you as well so yeah, i, I kind of listen yeah, to these it, back and forth so yeah it wasn't there so much on the second one so um yeah I, I'm, I'm hoping this artist kind of gets some traction going it's some it's some good music regardless oh yeah so absolutely that's, that's why i listened to it and i was just like oh man i, th- I think this is this isn't something that i should just listen to and then pretend like i never listened to before like i need i want i want more people to hear this because you might actually enjoy it yeah absolutely i think especially our friends over in discord i think they would they, they would vibe with this really well too so yeah start off with letter to you if you can find it <laughs> if you're on spotify it might be a little hard because I even checked out like, oh, she has like six monthly listeners on 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 Spotify. So, yeah, just friends right. and family. I imagine, and there's right? a few other like random singles that are out there too that I gave a few listens to, and I remember liking. So, okay, but who knows if that's that. the same person? Who knows? <laughs> Again, <laughs> we'll find out someday when she's on tour with Olivia Rodrigo. And yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, <laughs> right, right down the street from where uh, Olivia Rodrigo uh, 
grew up. So hey, there we go. <laughs> right. So SoCal artist, baby. Uh, so I was also checking out, uh, you know, based on our recommendation from our good friend Thomas, the second album, uh, 2014 album from uh, the Hotelier Home. Oh, like yes. no place is there. So you know, because I'm stupid, I forgot that uh, we did, uh, you know greatest song in the world this year yes. back in february and tom recommended the opening track and introduction to the album on there right and oh boy what a great opening track what a great way Whoa. to lead in to this amazing album i think mm -hmm. this album is just superb it's got a great atmosphere to it this is like everything this is like everything i like in alternative like emo rock now from to that from 2014 right 2014 yeah. yeah man and and again i don't know how this band flew under our radar so much like every music outlet that we know about was talking about it mm -hmm. um again i wasn't familiar with the name but maybe i just especially 2014 like it seems like this was kind of a big breakout for them how did we not figure this out we were doing the podcast at the time talking yeah. about emo music how did we miss but this again we were listening to hold on i got my spotify open we were even listening spin to magazine said they it's one of their best 30 emo revival albums of 2017 because in 2014 we were busy listening to bands like issues and slaves and the Beartooth and the Amity Affliction and Gaslight Anthem and oh, Taking yes. Back Sunday and Rise Again. Huge bands. Too, yeah. They were too big. They were too big of bands. Too big, yeah. So, you know, definitely not, I understand now in hindsight why this flew under our radar, but, you know, it's a shame. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we were only into like big bands at the time. So mm -hmm. it makes sense. Because we were a big podcast. We were, wait, <laughs> we didn't get ad revenue back then, but we were a big podcast. Okay. We were on a network. We were on YouTube. Look at <laughs> We were on YouTube. We were on iTunes. Wait, pot. We were on Pod Podbender. And right. we were this on the Podbender. The Melting Pod. I know. But I don't think we had jumped into the, like, the Midwest emo style too much because that kind of came with with tiny moving parts mm -hmm. and like moose blood and those were about like we listened to moose blood like 2016 uh, i think 2016 before they were they were supposed to be at self-help that year and then yeah. they they left for before the allegations all came out right um and so but 2014 i don't think we had really jumped into that the genre yet we were yeah. too busy looking for, like the menzingers and all that kind of yeah, stuff the, i was about to say the closest that we had listened to that genre was the menzingers so mm -hmm. you know and we had and listened was, to the best of the best of that at i that know time. so this is uh, yeah i just re-listened to it again yesterday and i'm like wow d the closing track Den dendron mm. however you pronounce it it's like uh, 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 this is like one of the best songs I've ever heard and yeah dude should probably end up somewhere on my best songs list for the year ah now we got to redo <clears> that 2014 list i gotta redo fucking everything dude but it, it is exactly what you you want to hear you like just that that speak talk kind of thing it's it's not as heavy as the previous album it never right. goes out where that is a little bit more i don't know more more like straddling the line on like the the punk side mixed with the emo but this mm -hmm. one is just like it's still screamy but in that that talk screamy kind of thing where it's just all the emo is 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 oozing out all over middle america it's just like Bleh. um and i enjoyed it and i really hope you enjoy 
goodness. Yeah, I'm excited for, to go into goodness because again, I, 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 as you can hear, I really, really like this album, and I can really understand why <clears throat> this is one of Thomas's favorite albums of all time too, and why he recommended this album to us. Like, I, I feel like me and Tom's music taste is like almost exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes. So, yeah, it's it's very close. Like we both have like the fa- we both have like the favorite band or favorite active band at the moment too. So it's like, yeah. I just I just listen to him every time, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for goodness and uh, so goodness is definitely there's a definite change in the sound. I'd say it's not nearly as much Midwest emo, but there is a lot of early '90s alternative vibes on here because I'm listening to it and I'm hearing like REM and I'm hearing uh, live and I'm hearing Goo Goo Dolls and all that kind of stuff. I'm sorry for the frightening. Thing next to me here i don't think he has his video up <laughs> just a sick wife face coming coming your way i know your video is off so i can't see you at all okay but that's okay um so it, it's definitely a change in that sound and now i haven't listened to it for a week so i have to really go back and and reacquaint myself um but i remember like at first it just kind of seeming all over the place and then by listen eight and nine like it's almost like everything was hovering and then it just kind of like settled into place where you're just like, all right, there's, it's just really enjoyable to listen to. I can't say there's like any huge standout tracks on it from Mm. what I remember, but it's just kind of consistently good all the way through. So, Hey, if we're going to revitalize this band, let's bring it back now. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and of course it comes off of the news this past week that was shared to us over on discord that uh, the band is back and they're, probably planning new music at some point so i mean they were touring the last time i checked their twitter they were touring quite a bit over the last year or two i thought oh okay i might have misread it but um just take go ahead and stick with the uh censored album art if you have to i'm not sure what spotify brings up (laughs) oh yeah spotify brings up a blur so okay good (laughs) because that uh, album art is frightening (laughs) (laughs) no i want creator's intent give me every (laughs) nasty nipple on that album right because you you stare at the album art the whole time you're listening to the album right that's how it works (laughs) i mean no i have my phone in my pocket like a normal person adam (laughs) (laughs) because this is the album art to stare at for 47 minutes and 20 seconds if you ask me i agree that's my (laughs) fetish (laughs) so all right cool anybody else yes you uh, just just because you know we were chatting on um on discord again i guess yet another band that is uh <clears throat> re- that is revitalized and returning after a long a long break and another band that we never heard of too so this is i guess the the hotelier effect uh, i listened to <laughs> a band called closure in moscow which was around in the uh you know early 2010s uh they had a final album pink lemonade which came out in 2014 and i guess now they're having an album coming out uh in in october now so you know i kind of asked around uh, asked our friend thomas october seven months ahead damn yeah which is a weird announcement right i I think they were probably getting people hyped up for a tour or something or maybe they're doing festivals this summer but um, maybe anyway so i checked out the uh after at, at thomas's recommendation uh, their first EP, which is called "The Penance and the Patience," and then their first, and then their debut album, "First Temple," which came out in the year two thousand and nine. Uh, so, 
you know, listening to the EP, this is just kind of a first impression because I started listening to them on Friday. Only a couple listens in for, for both of these at, at this point. Uh, for Penance and the Patience, I think it's just fine. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it kind of rides the line mm. of that like, hey, Mike and Adam, check out this Swancore band I like. And it's just like, it's just like that kind of bog standard <laughs> that well, bog standard like the guitarist is just fucking noodling away and then the lead singer is just like just singing fucking nonsense over the guitars and then the rest of the band just in the background kind of be like hey i'm here too but first temple though the debut album now this this is where you need to check out this band because this band actually has great songwriting great song structures here they stand out uh from other um swan chord type bands at the moment um the 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 choruses are catchy the guitarists are subdued with this one and they only come in Mm. when it's necessary to be like you know like oh i'm gonna accentuate this this part in the chorus or i'm gonna accentuate this part in the bridge and it's not just your you know fucking hey let's i'm gonna show off how how much i can fucking fret you know and i and i was figuring and while i was listening to that first ep too i was listening to it in the car for the first time on friday and like i I figured out what it sounds like so imagine a imagine a person eating out a pussy but like they never they had they'd never done it before and only just kind of heard about it so they're just doing that (laughs) that's what it sounds like (laughs) beautiful beautiful i mean i'm i'm there <laughs> i can smell it i can feel it it's just it's very warm on this frigid cold day here in very March. noodly <laughs> noodly so many noodles <laughs> okay so, so I, i'll but i must say though uh you know i, I really like first temple you know, i plan on listening to it for the rest of the for the rest of this week um pink lemonade though so I had only jumped into the first two songs, uh, The Fool and the title track, Pink Lemonade. These are some of the worst songs I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> they, they, it sounds like they had completely changed genres at this point. It, it's almost as if they kind of took like those middle Panic! at the Disco albums when they got super weird mm. and then just kind of like was inspired by that. I don't know what's going on with this album. Ooh, I plan on giving it like maybe one or two listens this week, but it's six, 60 minutes, man. That's, it's that's long, rough. bro. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that, that the, first album though is really, really good. One of the songs is in Japanese. It looks like mm-hmm. wow. I got to look up okay. what that means. I know. I have no idea. I'm frightened to put it into Google. <laughs> I know it's probably just <laughs> so uh that was that's been the extent of uh it means it it means pink lemonade (laughs) oh great (laughs) the other title track then yes yes so that's unfortunate but yes i'll if i get around to it i'll check out first temple um and they're back baby so we'll see what happens in october but yeah we'll see looking forward to it that's cool (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's the extent of what I'm listening to for this week. I, I know, Adam, you, you 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 took some deep dives as well, didn't you? Well, real quick, I was inspired by Thomas telling us that he had never really listened to The Used before. And I was just like, man, that was a band we listened to a long time ago. And it was like, oh, wait, I haven't really listened to The Used in 
five years since the Canyon came out and we all listened and gave our opinions and then said, I think we're done with this band. So Never mind. Uh, it was really fun to go back and re-listen to the old albums again. I'm still right on par with, with the ones I like and the ones I don't like. Um, still like artwork. I still don't know why Mike hates that album, but it's still a good album. I don't hate it. It's just... Okay. Especially yeah. when you've heard things like The Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. What a what a, what a different change of pace. Yeah. Artwork that... is a masterpiece compared to The Canyon. <laughs> the Canyon. Like, I remember, like, being an apologist for it at the time. I mean, and now I listen to it. I'm like, this thing is all over the place. I mean, Imaginary Enemy is not a good album. No. But there's, like, moments of it where I'm like, oh, those, those are some pretty good songs right there. And it's not, like, too long. Unlike The Canyon by The Used, which is very, very, very long. Way and too you're long. just like... You don't even know what's happened. Why? And then you relive why Shakovsky and them had their all their fighting. And it was like, Shakovsky, are you really defending this album? <laughs> this shouldn't be something that you need to be that butthurt about because it was probably for the best that you ran screaming away from this band. Yeah. Uh, Threatening to afterwards. kill them at live shows, too. <laughs> and himself. And on himself. Stage. Yeah. So, um, so I'm I'm, gonna, I'm listening to heart work because I was just like I'm listening to the whole thing like there's a lot of this I like there's some of this I don't like but I've never listened to heart work it's one of Daniel's top twenty albums I believe of 2020 I'm I'm listening to it it's definitely not the canyon so that's nice <laughs> it's, it is a well, I'll put it in quotes return to form as in it sounds like a post hardcore album mm. that the used would have created at some point in their career now where in their career is yet to be determined. I can definitely say there's some good tracks in here. It is 16 tracks. Jason Butler's on it. That song I'm not a big fan of. Mark Hoppus is on it. Caleb Shomo is on it. Somebody else is on it. I can't remember. Oh, but interesting. I was, and I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh man, is that Caleb Shomo? Oh, it sure is. Wow. <laughs> and the same with all the other features. Like, like I, I, I was not, like they're very noticeable features. And then they released the deluxe edition of Heartwork in 2021, which is like another freaking 11 tracks or 14 tracks or something like that. So I'm just like, well, I'll consider that if I end up really liking this. But they did the same thing for Vulnerable, didn't they? They would like Vulnerable too. It's like it's just a whole different album of B-sides. It's very possible, <clears throat> but I am not sure. Hmm. I mean, they should have done that for The Canyon, but they just released it all together. And, oh man, that was rough. I didn't realize I'm just like, how did I, how did I enjoy parts of this album when there's literally like maybe four tracks of these 17 that are, are good. So I'll let you know next week how hard work is. And cause I'm trying to figure out if I want to listen to toxic positivity in May at this yeah. point. But I mean, we'll, I've got we'll... it marked down, you know, and I, and I myself, like I gave up on this band after the Canyon is just too painful to yes. hear them. Too many bad memories. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, so, let down after let down after let down, you know, after having such a amazing, you know, debut and follow up album, like must listens mm -hmm. almost. And, right. you know, just to have, what is, what is like lies for the liars. Okay. There's songs in here. I, I, I like, but this isn't. You could tell they're going in a weird direction. And then artwork yes. is like, they're trying to reel it back in. But something about artwork is just like not sticking with me. And well, then, and all, and, and at least on my non-Spotify streaming service, they took away that stupid vocal clip where like the guy's talking about killing everybody. 
Oh, good. That was nowhere to be heard of on the album. And I was like, makes this album a lot easier to listen to. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> try hard bullshit out there. I don't oh, know damn. where that thing is from. There's nothing I, I could find about where that clip came from, but I, I'm glad they got rid of it. So yeah. I'll let you know if I'm going to listen to Toxic. I mean, this this seems like it would have fit into somewhere between 2000. What was the first album? 2002. Like somewhere between 02 and 2012. Like, is it good? Is it bad? We'll never know. Or I'll, I'll know next week. You mean hard right work, now? Mean. Yeah, hard work is, is like an album that would fit in that era of the band. Just at which end of that spectrum is yet to be determined yet. Okay. Because <laughs> the way you're making it sound is like, okay, Lies for the Liars came out and it had you know, mixed reception. So they decided to come out with an album like Heartwork. It's like, hey, everybody, remember? We're still an awesome band. Yes. And yeah, that, that's exactly what's happening. Mm. So, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of songs from, from the aughts that are fun to listen to. And I feel like there might be a few songs on this album that are equally as fun to listen to. What do you call it? But there uh, is some spoken word. There is some spoken word again. There's a song in um, in Love and Death that I really, really like. Because like you, when um, we recommended that our friend Thomas go check the, check out this band, because I guess he forgot that he listened to them a long, a long time ago. Yes. Sound Effects and Overdramatics, uh, it's track nine. It's like this chaotic mm. song. And the prevailing, the prevailing theory is that it's a song about uh, Burt McCracken wanted to have anal sex with Gerard Way. Yeah. <laughs> And it's an amazing song. I love it. Like, well, it doesn't have... have its own Wikipedia page, so I can't look it up. <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. Like, like listen to the ly- or read the lyrics. Like it's a bo- it's a lot. There's a lot of like very, um, uh, very, very. What's the word I'm looking for? Not homoerotic kind of. Thing. Well, it's a lot of homoerotic, but it's it's, it's very ex- explicit. There's a lot of explicit mm. like uh, 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 references to anal sex and like, and it's implied that it's Gerard Way he wants to have anal sex with. Okay, amazing. Well, <laughs> maybe somebody can answer that question for us someday. Yeah. I don't want to know the answer. I really don't. No, but... me, me neither. But you know, whatever. <laughs> Just thought it was an interesting Good story. Stuff. So. I mean, I, I it, for somebody like you who was a super fan back in the day, it's mm. always fun to go back and re- revisit some of those albums and remind yourself why you enjoyed that band so much. Because oh, yeah. again, they were they were one of the initial dumps you gave me, and then you handed and then you gave me the albums um, back in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> but I will speak quickly on the band Soft Cult. Oh, their two EPs that I enjoyed moderately it wasn't it wasn't a huge like oh my god this band's like the next big thing kind of thing but you know there was definitely some good stuff to to go to go on here i I think the first album the first ep year of the rat Mm -hmm. from 21 21 uh, i gave it like a three out of five and this is just i don't know it's more alternative ish kind of sad girl ish kind of stuff i guess a shoegaze kind of rock too right yeah yeah and then Year of the Snake from 2022, I thought was a pretty good album too. I think I gave it like a four out of six. Yeah, there's for, a song on EPs. there, uh, B-B-W-Y... Boys Will Be Boys. Boys Will Be Boys. B-W-B-B. Yeah, uh, that's one. that was in contention for one of my favorite songs of the year. Love that song. Mm, it's a good song, definitely. So, And I like the, the two closing tracks on that EP as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, I'm interested in their EP 
coming out in March. Is it coming out this month? Yes. Uh, yeah, March 24th with Meg Myers and Baby Metal. Oh, man, it's going to be a, a, a lady day, a yeah. lady week. <laughs> Good for me having some, 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 what's the word? What's the word when you have things that aren't like you? <laughs> diversity. Diversity. Diversity <laughs> on my list for an entire week. I was just going to say some feminine energy and then that throw in too. some fallout boy, right? No, I'm not going to listen to Fallout Boy because I can't okay. go back and re-listen to those old albums and remind myself why I like that band because I've never really been too happy about that band. Yeah. Um, but I'm ready for <laughs> Boy Genius the following week. Yes. Mm -hmm. More female energy. You guys have been talking good stuff about that that most recent single. So I'm looking forward feminine to Feminine energy, baby. I need more feminine energy and nothing nowhere is not going to give it to me. And Barry Tomorrow <laughs> is not going to give it to me. I need it. I need to balance out that week. Sad so, boys. Yeah. Sad so girls. glad to hear that you, you enjoyed the soft cult for, for the most part. I did. That was all right. But should we talk about the band of the, of the week? The dearest hunter, the deer hunter, the deer hunter. Okay. So your, your history with this band for me, I've seen it on, seen them on Daniel's list. That's the extent of my history of this band. <laughs> Do you, cause they've been around since Oh six. Was yes. the first album. Yet Man. another band that I have heard of but never listened to. It was a side project of Casey Crescenso when he was a member of the Receiving End of Sirens, which sounds like an interesting name for a band too. Yes, that is but, an album that I... One of their albums is something I kept seeing at Best Buy that I kept meaning to buy. It never oh, did. That's it. So apparently that's an emo classic or so? Yes. From what Tom and Dan are saying. So that's cool. So yeah, Daniel, again, I, I I'm trying to like weed out bands and albums to listen to this year. And then Daniel challenges me. What am I going to do? Sit here for the next fucking year. Like, oh, I'll listen to them eventually. Oh, <laughs> no, that is not how I roll. If somebody says I challenge you to five albums, then damn it. I'm going to listen to five albums, Fuck but there's a lot shit. more, <laughs> there's a lot more albums from this band. I mean, like they did, Act one, two, and three of this saga, and then released two more albums that aren't related to the saga, and then did albums four and five. So, and then somewhere in 2011, they released like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven EPs. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I, I th this is blowing my mind because I'm not <laughs> listening to things in order here. So I just have to take a deep breath. Oh my Calm god! Down. And get myself lost in the story because is this Coheed and Cambria again? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, that was a space story. And at least this one takes place around the turn of the 20th century, which is nice. okay. So there's not a lot of technology, you know, there's not a lot of that kind of stuff. It's just boy born to prostitute mother and then prostitute mother dies. Boy goes to the brothel she worked at to learn more about prostitute mother and what does he do at the brothel? Meets a prostitute, falls in love. And it was his mother the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> or was it? That's what's yet to be determined. So, <laughs> Act One, baby, 2001, six, sorry, 2006. Um, the shortest of the albums at coming in at a whopping 38 minutes. But there's only five tracks of music to listen to on mm. this 
the, the, I mean, the, the great it's one of intro, those albums. Then, okay, you know, there's 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 a there's two great intros that are just music and repeating like the same phrase over and over again. But holy moly, if you're gonna like get ready for for this journey, like that sets a beautiful stage on Battesimo del Fuoco. So, um, I, I, I so I, it, it's a good intro, and then there's like an instrumental track after that that's only a minute 43, and then you jump into these five, six, seven minute epic songs. I mean, what, what can you say? He's establishing the character of, of this Miss Terry character who's the mother, who's a prostitute, who you know has this child, and 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 doing all of that, um, for five tracks and then track eight is just like kind of an extended music outro it's really bizarre because it's like there's music and then like halfway through it kind of stops and then there's like like a standing ovation <laughs> for like a minute and a half this is coheed and cambria <laughs> isn't it and then and then the album so you don't need to listen to the river north oh by the way this is called act one the lake south the river north okay so I guess those two tracks kind of bookend the album in an interesting sort of way. Sounds so I haven't concept album-y. I haven't been able to like really deep dive into the lyrics, but a the songs are fun to listen to, which makes me want to stick around and maybe someday get into the lyrics. And b the lyrics aren't like super abstract. So as you're listening, I mean you can you can still pick up on where he's going with the storytelling, which is helpful. You know, so I, I enjoy that. And it's a lot of like, oh, my God, I'm like the son of a prostitute in the late 1800s, early 1900s kind of stuff. What does that mean for me as a person? But but it's whimsical at the same time. Musically, hmm. the only thing I can I, I really kind of narrowed it down to, like, if if you take the first Panic at the Disco album and instead of being sung by a douchebag narcissist, it's sung by a sad emo boy. Okay. So, but, but the music is, it's not like super up tempo all the time. It's more slowed down, but it has that vibe of, I don't know, early 1900s. Like you feel early 1900s in the this. Early 1900s. So, like, like symphonic. It's more like stuff that you would hear in a bar or a saloon or a brothel, like that kind mm. of stuff. So it's just like boom, chicka boom, chick boom, chicka boom, chick, and like, and you can just pick up on all these random, like instruments that are from the way back times, you know, <laughs> and so it makes it very interesting. So, it, and all you do is just kind of get lost in everything, and then it's it's kind of over, and you're like, okay, I'm ready to listen to the next the next part of this saga. Interesting. Um, all right. I'm having yeah. trouble conceptualizing the way you're describing this. So I think I'm sorry to be... hear that. No, no. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was you're, trying you're, to do it. You're throwing a lot of like um, I I discrepancies know. at me. So like, I feel like I just have to jump in at this act one. Since you're saying it's only like 38 minutes. Excuse yeah. Me. Like so that it, might be it helps. Yeah. The only way to really understand how you're describing this. So there's there's organ, there's trumpet, there's trombone, there's French horn, according to the additional personnel section here. So all that kind of stuff. So especially like the French horn side of things, you like you don't hear that in a lot of music, and when you do hear it, 
it takes you to a different time and space <laughs> when it's like placed very well as like the lead instrument of a, of a musical part. So it like, it doesn't sound like 2006. You sound like you're listening to something in the early 1900s. So you can't help but enjoy it. And he kind of has a Brandon Yuri flair about him. He's not as like bombastic as Brandon Yuri, but he's kind of got that, that element to him. Also, oh, we could hit those like Brandon Yuri type of ranges. As a singer, I, I, I definitely in like the the early Panic kind of oh, stuff. Okay, where like you 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 can follow along with the words because of the way he's singing it. So that's where like it keeps the story side of it kind of going. And then even when like the the, the words like get too abstract, you're kind of still sucked in because of the musical side of things. Yeah. So it's it's not boring at all. Which makes it great because the next several albums are well over an hour long. Ooh boy! All right. <laughs> well, act, act three is only is only like fifty eight minutes, but the rest of them oh, seem only? to be pushing. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of them are like seventy five minutes long. So he's like, you got you you buckle in with this um, if you're ready. And I, I was hoping it wasn't going to be like this, but I'm just like, that's it. I've been challenged. It has to happen. <laughs> How dare you, Daniel? Try to challenge Adam's honor like this. <laughs> So my, Daniel told me on Wednesday to start listening to these albums. So I, I I gave these albums eight listens between Wednesday and Saturday. I listened you, to them. You don't fuck around, quite a bit, dude. <laughs> so um, Act Two, obviously, this one begins with the death of the mother figure. So like the first three tracks are all just kind of that. And I mean, these are some these are some pretty good songs even though they're long and, and and the longer songs even like change it's like you're listening to two or three different songs within one song so it it never really gets that boring oh okay and so by the time you get to like track six and seven which is the bittersweet one and two and then the bittersweet three it's like you're you're there you are you are in a brothel you are hearing like like somebody going into a brothel and listening to music inside of a brothel. So that's why I posted that gif of like, this is where I'm at at the middle of this album where I'm like, I'm in the Moulin Rouge at this point, here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then like, he's just, he's just fallen for this, for this girl. And then they have a very brief kind of thing before he realizes like, Oh shit, this is not a good thing. And then the rest of it is just kind of like the, the second half of the album is like the disillusion of that love affair. So, I mean, there's good songs here. I, I gave it an 11 out of 14 altogether. Wow, I didn't dude. count the opening track. That sounds like a lot but of work. <laughs> it's tough also because you don't really know where one song ends and one begins. Sure. They, 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 they seamlessly transition into each other. So, yeah. And, and the, for act one, I gave it a, how many tracks was it? Out of seven? I gave it a five out of seven. Okay. So, it's it's still enjoyable to listen to but like you need to have the time and for me right now i, I had the time it was either this or re-listen to old used albums and figure out <laughs> where the canyon went wrong yeah <laughs> i think i think you, it sounds like you made the right choice though <laughs> so casey crescenso does all the writing and all the producing i mean he's like he's the head dude and then you like see a picture of them on on their wiki page it's like yep these look like the uh the the rugged woodsman that would be writing in a weird way they're not flamboyant kind of style kind of know, these like these frumpy dudes from back 
the backwoods of Massachusetts. Right. So yeah, that that no, that genre of baroque pop that was that, that that's the that's the panic at the disco element. Yeah. Of the, so it's of the them and Panic at the Disco. That's the only the mm-hmm. only two bands still doing that. Well, Panic went a whole other direction. But <laughs> so I, I was very surprised. Like this was an album that you didn't know too much about. Like even nope. for this band, band, and they were on Triple Crown Records, which I don't know if that was. I don't, I don't know if that was a well received label at the time. Yeah, they've had some yeah. um, some gems that came out, like in, especially in the in the teens. Hmm. Okay. So and I, and I know Daniel has like act four on his best of 2015 list yeah so looking forward to starting that one this week too i'm gonna yeah, listen to act three and four yeah it sounds like something i should be jumping into at some point too but uh yeah i've got i've got uh i've got some other stuff on my to-do list right now i got some lucero to listen to um i've got some hotelier to listen to so um and then but I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm sitting here wondering should i listen to all these other albums because there's like there's the two albums in between Act three and act four. And then there's an orchestral LP <laughs> from 2019, huh. as well as two other standalone albums from 2022 and this year coming out. Oh, wow. This is supposed to be a six part series, but act six has never surfaced. So they're still active, still making the rounds, huh? Yeah. And then these, what I say, 11 EPs from 2011 or something like that. Wow, dude. <laughs> as well as like, at least six other EPs from around the years. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't know where to go with this band. It's too confusing. This is a band I would have strayed away from. If, if somebody had told me that their discography was good, I'd be like, Nope, too much. Can't do it. Doesn't exist in my world. If you do end up listening to their releases from 2011, that's the color spectrum, which is the album. And if you listen to the complete EP set, that will, that will cost you 144 minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> but they're EPs ranging from 07 to 2021. I mean, there's there's just well, a lot here. Well, like the black EP and the red EP and the orange EP. Oh, yeah. oh all from 2011, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll just take Daniel's lead on this because I'm frightened. I'm nice. very frightened. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it sounds like you're having a good time, which is, you know, yes, all that matters, really. So, I mean, as long as you're enjoying the music, you're enjoying the concept. I mean, do I have to buy you another a, a book for uh, a, on this band? The, 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 the I, to buy you the, I, the companion graphic novel to go with I the think story? there there is a book somewhere. Oh, so of course there is. <laughs> That's been done. <laughs> I think I read that somewhere in here. I'd have to find it again. Wow. Um, Yes, but I don't know what it's called, so don't 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 worry about it now. I'll I'll, I'll let you know from yeah. my Christmas list this year. <laughs> yeah, your birthday your birthday is not till October, so <laughs> I have time. I'm okay. I'm okay. All righty. So, so we'll go from there. We'll go from there. Right on, man. So you know, <clears throat> this 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 week coming up, we got a couple of new releases here. Uh, some pretty. I'm I'm, I'm hoping. This week is the start of the good stuff, because uh, 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 I don't want these two bands to let us down. We've got the Manchester Orchestra with the Valley of Vision EP, and we've got yes. uh, the, the 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 return, uh, the soft return of uh, Story of the Year. This is following up 2019 or 2020's Wolves album. When was that? Wolves was like 2017. It's been oh that long. Oh my god, it's been that. It's Man. been six years since Wolves. Well, I guess six and a, or five and a half. 
Yeah, because it came like out in December. December. Yeah, I remember that. This is a yeah, tear me to pieces. To so couple, I mean, crossing my fingers, couple of heavy hitters here coming up. So, um, you know, like following up uh, Manchester Orchestra's amazing 2021 album. So, woo. Is that 2021? Oh, I'm sorry, which one? Uh, for Manchester Orchestra. Oh, yeah, 2021. Yeah. Good stuff. And, and this is supposed to be like its own kind of standalone thing. This isn't just B-sides from, from the last album. Good. So yeah, I'm excited to exactly hear that. But unless, hear. unless they're just hyping it up to be like, oh, man, this is like the greatest stuff that we just... And, and pretend like it didn't already exist two yeah. years ago. I hope not. I hope yeah, not. But absolutely. We'll so yeah, we'll cross our fingers that the, that those are going to be some two heavy hitters that are going to, you know, uh, carry us all the way to the end of the year. Hopefully. So I, I would love to do a track by track on either of those at some point. So let's again, let's let let let's hope that uh, um, that either of those live up to that. Yeah, and we got baby metal. We're probably going to pass on Fallout Boy unless we hear that it's an amazing album. Uh, we got Meg yes. Myers, like you said, Soft Cult, Boy Genius, Barry Tomorrow, City and Color, and we got Nothing Nowhere to round out the end of the year. So we got we got a chonky boy in March <laughs> to round out the the end of the year. Yes, we should probably just stop. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a chonky chonky March. So uh, <clears throat> so let's let, let's hope that uh, more albums than not are going to be uh, uh, good ones. That sounds really funny. A chunky march. <laughs> so chunky. So chunky. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, I think that's uh that's all I got for you for uh for this episode. That's fine. Another uh, a song of the of the, of the life in the books. Man, I'm gonna have to work hard to get to the next one. I have ideas. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. Like now I've, I'm like starting to like talk about all of the bands that are around Brian Fallon. So it's like either I, I start repeating bands or we have to start going to Brian Fallon. <laughs> Which again <Yeah>. is cheating. <laughs> it's almost I as know. if like I'm trying a, to stay away from it. Yeah. It, it's basically, I feel like if we start, you know, cracking into uh gaslight anthem and Brian Fallon songs, that's like the, emer- like in case of emergency, yeah. break this right. button. Right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but there's plenty of songs, man. You'll you'll, you'll figure it out. But uh, okay, that right. that that'll there's do Lucero it. Though. songs. There's Lucero songs out there, there that I can bring to this. Yeah, quite again, easily. I did mention that there is a song out there from the used about how he wants to have anal sex with Gerard Way. It's out yes. there. It's it, it it's hasn't been there. added to the list yet. So I'm Ooh. sure the fan art exists somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the real question is which one of us is going to bring it. So we'll see. I don't know. It's, I'm sure you and I could write a song very similar to that. We have, uh, but, that, <laughs> but that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. And and again, if you'd like to participate in any of the tomfoolery that we do, you can check out our uh, free and open to the public discord in the description of this episode. Uh, please subscribe to us. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, I mean, I'm, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're subscribed, but if you check, if you just Google us every week or whatever to listen to us maybe you should subscribe because that that'll help us get some ad revenue uh because if you haven't heard an ad for this week's episode oh that means uh you boys mike and adam aren't doing so well in the in the analytics we'll make new ads (laughs) we'll make new ads if we get if the demand is there yeah we will make new ads (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but uh, we need to get the Excuse me. We need to get those numbers up uh, again because uh, you know when 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 you're when, when you when you switch over 
podcasting services because they offer you ad revenue for no minimum listenership. And then they decide you need a minimum listenership. That kind of worries you, you know? So anyway. You can't afford these, you know, dozens of, of, of pennies <laughs> that we're giving out to you because only this many people are listening on Spotify. Yeah. Only hundreds of people are listening on Spotify. Only hundreds. We can't afford, but this is a business model. We can't sustain I know. anymore. We're going to, we're going to add another zero to that, to your contract. Is that okay with you skinny with Mike and Adam? Anyway, yeah. don't worry about it. This isn't for the <laughs> listeners to worry about, but if we, Joe but Biden if you did this, you did, we, I did that. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but if you do have friends or family or, you know, people that you know, that like the kind of music that we all listen to and you think they would like, and like the show, maybe pass it along maybe you know we we do this show for free for you guys uh almost every week as much as we can so you know it, once in a while we just like to ask for you guys to hey you know maybe just recommend us to somebody else and see what happens you know that's all that matters because even if like all of our if, if all of our listeners you know recommend us to somebody and like you know at least one person from like half of our listenership uh subscribes that might give us the ad revenue back so hey that, that's cool but i don't want to sound like we're begging so i'm just going to stop it there but uh but th- but anyway thanks for listening and stay subscribed and uh but check Mike, us out on discord what we have we have bills that need to be paid I, you need to get a job dude i've been telling you this I'm, for many years but i've been living off the podcast royalties since what 2019 when we started getting them finally <laughs> is that why i haven't been seeing a dime from this podcast because you've been stealing from me you I've son of a bitch siphoning <laughs> siphoning like like percentages of pennies and i'm just uh, like i can't survive on this anymore you inflation know, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i did that i did that <laughs> but anyway again yeah but, but yeah we, we we just we just asked for you guys to you know maybe if you, if you could recommend us to your friends and family and people that you know that'd be cool but uh, uh but subscribe to us and and talk to us over on discord in between episodes because we have a good time over there and for my co-host adam i'm your co-host mike and like we say every time we're fantasizing about having anal sex with gerard way <laughs> I do love you. Oh, like did. Oh, wait. No, now I do love you like oh. I did yesterday. Oh, see, it changes. Yeah. It changes I, from the so, beginning to the end. So now the context of uh, of I don't love you makes a lot more sense now. He's it's, that's, that's, That was Gerard Way's response to response. Burt McCracken. It's like, hey, man. I've got a, I've, I've, I've got a sweet wife now. I married her mm. during the Black Parade tour in twenty nineteen or twenty oh nine or whatever. But uh, <laughs> we can't, we can't be doing these anymore. No, I want to marry her in twenty oh nine. Here in yeah. two thousand six, I'm, I'm still trying to persuade her that I want to do this with women and not with, you know, yeah. non, not non women, whatever, <laughs> whatever those are, <laughs> whatever Bert McCracken is. He's, it's very ambig- <laughs> It's been ambiguous since two thousand two.